if you want to have the beautiful pictures, the great journalism, and the interesting literature, you have to buy three different magazines. All of that to be together. Hi there. Hope you're staying cozy and safe. This is Lila and the podcast for Shelf, a program that has started to connect reading cultures, independent publications, and communities through curated magazine bundles for community shops. In this episode, I spoke with Skirt Chronics, one of my favorite independent magazines based in Paris. I first read about the book in New York two years ago. I instantly fell for the index design, which looks pretty much like both a timeline and an archive. The content is an elegant combination of culture, fashion, and lifestyle in the forms of literature, journalism, and photography. There was an opportunity to meet the team in Tokyo when I was there, but I couldn't make it. It's beautiful and one of the best part of traveling for me to encounter people and things. Which I somehow have that instant connection. Though travel today seems such a distant thing, we finally and happily connected through shelf online. Heidi from the team joined me in this brief conversation. We talk about the start of the magazine, the passion, the community, and the new normals for independent creatives, and the great things unchanged about making content. Things that are actually related to our transition in general through this pandemic, on rebuilding a healthy work life, on staying connected. Hope you also enjoy and listen. Would you like to、uh, tell me more about how three of you thought about starting off this、uh, very interesting title as well?、Um, but no, it was a very. A simple, common story. To be honest, we and Sophia were already friends, and they were friends with my brother. So my brother introduced them, and we realized we had a lot in common in the sense that we all loved reading and we all loved magazines. Each of specific、um, backgrounds. So Sarah, she's、uh, she has a strong background in fashion. Fashion magazines. Sophia has more of a background in journalism. I would say, like she studied journalism and、uh, fashion history as well. So,、uh, and now she's a she's a brand consultant. So she has maybe more of a lifestyle travel、uh, element to to us. And then I came from a more of a literature background because I'm a writer and translator. And so. The way when we all met, we thought, "Oh, it, it started. It started quite naturally. We started、mm-hmm. talking about magazine we like and how, in a way, if you want to have the beautiful pictures, the great journalism, and the interesting literature, you have to buy three different magazines. Right.、Mm-hmm. All of that to be to be together.、Yeah. How you guys decided about the creative direction? And also the title. The word chronicles was quite an easy one for us as well. It was something I, that we thought was interesting about the idea, the, chrono, the chronological aspect to mark time, but also make sure that what we're doing is timeless,、mm-hmm. so that we chronicle about something that will be relevant in ten years, hopefully. Okay. The, the skirt aspect of it was 
we we all like wearing skirts. It was a good way of uh, saying that the magazine was made by women. That we don't consider ourselves a woman magazine, but we do feel it's important to that it's present somehow uh, in the title. And we thought that was quite a subtle way to do it. Of just okay, this is three women making a magazine, but it's not exclusive. Nice. Why you guys started this magazine? You you, you also work uh, within your own like pr profession. Of course, yeah. 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 It's like me. So Sarah is a stylist. Uh, Sophia is a consultant, and I'm a writer translator. And we, the three of us, uh, have very demanding jobs. But then it's that it's um, it's such a nice moment when we can find the time to work on the magazine. We also have this dream that the more time we can give to the magazine, the more better it's going to be in a way because we can still do that while having our jobs, mm. full jobs, but the magazine still exists and is yeah. and people are liking it. And, mm -hmm. and so it, I think it's a it's a lot of um, it fuels us really that we know that it can it can only grow in a positive direction in a way because the more time we have for it the more invested we could be and it can even yeah can grow bigger yeah and also you see your true passion in in this uh in this creative process mm -hmm. so to be honest like i think it's very healthy that we have other jobs because mm. because it keeps us fresh every day because i know that maybe it's true that if you're only doing a magazine you get into this circle of just like it's only your own world and your contributor people you work with and you never it's so nice you know like on our everyday jokes we meet new people who end up being contributors and it's just a very energizing and then also engaging in a different way uh, been doing this for almost five years now and also i guess you you guys also enjoy reading a lot of other independent magazines right so would you like to share at the moment what are your uh, favorite titles it's a very hard question because also like we we enjoy discovering new titles every day mm -hmm. and maybe something that was our favorite magazine for a very long time maybe we discovered something new but me and the girls as well like we're really 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 happy about and that we're even quite proud about is that a lot of other uh, editors-in-chief from other magazines contribute to skirts. That's something that we're always so so happy about is that there's a lot of independent magazines but somehow we all manage to more or less know each other more often than not be friends and very often in each other's magazines. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a piece by the editor-in-chief of a magazine curated by named uh, Dan Foley. Uh, there's an interview by the editor-in-chief of Record Magazine, his name is Carl Henkel. And in the past we've had contribution by the editor-in-chief of uh, Kennedy Magazine, we've had drawing contributions by the managing editor of Apartamento. So it's true that that's what we that's something I think the the whole little world of independent magazine yeah. Yeah. quite proud of because it's a passion project for everybody. No one is making money out of it, so nobody can like be competitive. 
the more people making magazines we meet, we, we, we are always there to give each other advice. We, mm. I think that's something that's really special, specifically about this little, very small world. True, true. Working out this publication, and also I guess you you also work on like marketing, like promotion, uh, like subscription, a lot of like logistic um, stuffs. So, what are the most uh, challenging uh, part while um, working on this passion project? I think the more challenging part is that uh, is what makes it so great. It's just the fact that. It is a passion project, so it's true that sometimes you're tired from your job, you're shipping boxes at two in the morning because you had a deadline mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you bother contributors who also themselves have other jobs for them to think next when you know it's not their main. Mm-hmm. But it's also good pressure. You and also your partner are aware of this uh, limitation in a way, but also. You also wanted to do your best efforts. So much fun and so beautiful, and the fact that we can do whatever we want. By working through this、um, kind of strange year, is there any new normal? Like you see, you probably wanted to、uh, carry that on positively. An answer that doesn't make sense, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> sure. sure. Whatever you think, Magnus. Yeah. The, the three of us, we work freelance anyway.、Mm-hmm. We. It's true that I think that for freelance people, the shock of the lockdown was a bit smaller than for、mm-hmm. other people.、Mm-hmm. We're three young girls. We don't have kids yet, so we didn't have to take care of kids or anything. We work from home anyway. I, I'm not saying it was easy or anything, but、mm-hmm. it was.、Mm-hmm. A, I, I see friends who go to the office every day, and who have kids, or who live with their parents. For these people, it was really, really、um, different. Different, yeah, yeah. As it was just like a very long, boring Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the Sunday. It still is today, actually, but. <laughs> Feels like Sunday, and sometimes you have a lot of work all of a sudden because people want content, and we're、mm. makers, so people are like pressuring you to、yeah. to work. In other weeks, it's like a, a giant Sunday. But、um, for making of the magazine, I think what was super,、um, what we felt very, very grateful for, is、mm. that it's because we're independent and because we don't have. Uh, advertisement yet, like we didn't have this experience of a budget being cut. People still ordered the magazine online. Yeah.、Uh, shops still find ways to exist, so we could still deliver the shops.、Mm-hmm. Like in terms of just the business side of the magazine, it didn't really mm. affect it. Mm. Mm. Also, because we're kind of a slow pace, we don't exist in season. We don't depend on. Fashion weeks, in a way, it has affected us. I think because so the latest issue, the one that you're going to receive,、mm. I think mostly. So for、mm. instance, she did a fashion story in Los Angeles, and she did the styling remotely.、Mm. Um, but actually, for my part, like I rarely work with the writers anyway. Like you know, like I just we get in touch with the writers we like and. 
their do their thing and then they send yeah. it back. Yeah. The writers, it was almost kind of nice that it was locked down because we knew that, okay, they had time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the photographers, they find a way to shoot something during lockdown as well. Mm. Some, some stories we were able to shoot this summer with like a proper um, production. Mm. There's that had more production that we shot in between the two lockdowns. Mm -hmm. So it's true that, and and this I'm really saying what I think Sarah would say that she, so she's the fashion director of the magazine and she, that's something that she has never, she's never worked with fast fashion. She's always as much interested in archive than in seasonal and that's something that she has been trying to do since since day one, actually, the very, very first issue, the kind of big fashion story that was in the magazine that she styled. It was half, no, what, maybe a third um, seasonal fashion, a third archive pieces that she borrowed, and a third are personal clothes, you know. That's really how she, mm. how she works. She's not a strong believer in, in just, like, changing styles with season and everything she tries to also she strongly believes into telling the story of the clothes and more often than not that means working with archival pieces to understand why why this jacket from the latest collection is cut that way where does that come from and design mm -hmm. and everything So in terms of this, uh, the, the the magazine itself, is there any crazy idea you guys actually talk talking about uh, for next year? Is there any idea you wanted to share? We always have a lot of ideas, and they come true slowly but surely. You know, like there's always we wanted to do a a part of the magazine that will be that was translated, and we did that for the previous one. Like we we. Oh. we Slowly, slowly, we managed to to achieve our dreams with the magazine. But I think that the thing we look forward the most is having um, events again. Because uh, in November mm. seven, we weren't able to do a launch, mm -hmm. so instead we just did like a, we did like free delivery in Paris for a whole week. So we were like on our cycle, you know, like we were cycling. Oh. Cute. <laughs> just so to, we did everything like social distancing style and everything, but just to be able to see the face of the readers, it, it yeah. sounds a bit yeah. Nice. Yeah. We don't make this because we enjoy so much meeting the people who read it and figuring mm. some stuff and the, the events and the launches, it's always a moment where we um, were old friends come mm -hmm. and magazine where people that we don't know come up to us and they end up being contributors mm -hmm. where it's just such a beautiful and positive moment yeah. that yeah this we're really really looking forward to to be able to do that again okay so the last part is actually quite simple your motivation like your ultimate motivation uh actually 
uh, either is it is continue to be the skirt tonics or any other passion project, but it's always something come from the bottom of your heart, motivate you to do, to try new things. I think for the three of us would be, we're so happy to be part of a generation where women can have their own dreams and their own careers and everything. And I think what's so beautiful when you're lucky enough that your job is your passion. For the three of us, there's something that's that we, we know we're very lucky to be able to pay our bills doing what we like the most. Mm -hmm. so, I think it would. I would say it's that our motivation is just being able to working and do what we dream of doing. While editing this episode weeks later, I'm also working on my own website. I found some keywords Heidi and I talked about here resonating to me so much. First, archive. I mean, this is exactly what I've been doing since last year. Reorganize my personal and professional experiences, photos, to journal my own stories, sketch ideas, and develop new projects itself as a thinking process. Without the reflective thinking based on that personal archives, I can't imagine where I am now. Secondly, passion projects. The other day I was chatting with my friend, a designer too, on the website. I was going to put my personal works as passion projects and the other works for the sake of job as creative services. There I realized that everything I'm building now actually is my passion project. I don't want to put it in a way where a client work doesn't seem to be passion driven. How about you? I feel that passion projects, especially if you are on the same boat with trying to redesign your career or lifestyle and you want to be highly engaged for whatever you do, those passion projects are our process, our path to grow, to learn, to connect by following our true curiosity. There must be passion driven, sustainably. Travel is still a distant thing, but we can travel inward by reading and sharing stories. Look up for yourself or a dear friend who is happy to be your reading buddy. Stay connected and stay inspired. I look forward to speaking with you next time. See you.